I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. An Erio's original. Hey, Maria. Yeah, Amanda? Let's go on a vacation. Uh, I'm still a little nervous about traveling. But what if I told you that we could take our dream vacation without ever leaving the house? Like... A playcation? Exactly. We're gonna take a playcation. We won't even have to spend a dime. It's in our imagination. And we're gonna have such a good time. Playcation! Hi, everybody, and welcome to Playcation. I'm Amanda. And I'm Maria. And each week we plan rival fantasy vacations to the same locations and you vote on whose trip you'd rather take. It's so sad. It just might be fun. Well, well, well. I'm sure everyone is dying to know the results of last week's trip we planned to Prince Edward Island. And to you, I say, listen to the unpacking episode to find that out. You better go back and listen to that bonus unpacking episode that you skipped over because it's all right there and there's some real good nuggets in there. That's right. And so this week we are uh, planning vacations, sorry, playcations, excuse me, to Mexico City, Mexico. That's correct. And it was, man, I, I really dug, I really dug in. Did you? I, I didn't, I will just say this. It's, well, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i i enjoyed it i did too and i will say i want to do a shout out to paisley gray because i did text her because her and her husband ben gray who was in the, the band dear boy who sh- you should all check out dear boy their music is fantastic and they dear boy did a concert in mexico city a couple years ago and i know they had gone to some really cool places so i asked her hey, where are some places you went to? And a lot of them were too expensive for me. Not that they were like grand and expensive. It's just I was on a roughing it budget. And so I had to kind of just zero in on one place that I was like, okay, I could I could do this. So I want to thank the Grays for doing the doing the heavy lifting for one of the places I picked. <laughs> well, should we get into it? Yeah, let's uh, pack our bags and get going off to Mexico City. Here we go. Whoa! Non-stop flight time from LAX to Mexico City is around 3 hours and 45 minutes. In the winter, Mexico City can be chilly, and summers can be rainy, so the most popular time to visit is between March and May for beautiful weather. Mexico City is the capital and largest city of Mexico, and the most populous city in North America. Mexico City is one of the most important cultural and financial centers in the world. 
Mexico's capital is the oldest capital in the Americas. Lonely Planet writes that revamped public spaces are springing back to life. The culinary scene is exploding and a cultural renaissance is flourishing. On top of all that, by largely managing to distance itself from the drug war, the nation's capital remains a safe haven of sorts. A stroll through the buzzing downtown area reveals the capital's storied history from pre-Hispanic and colonial era splendor to its contemporary edge. This high octane mega mega lot. Megalopolis. No, you better say it. (laughs) Not say Say it. This high. Megalopolis. (laughs) This high octane megalopolis. Yeah, you know a new word. Yeah, it felt good to say. Uh, That's I. Lonely Planet teaches you things. They also taught us stuff in the Kimberly episode that we had never heard half of those words. I, I still. All I know is that I don't know what those words mean. And I don't know what a megalopolis is. And something tells me someone's trying to pull the wool over my eyes here. Okay, so megalopolis, sometimes called a megapolis, is a city cluster or super city, a group of two or more roughly adjacent metropol- metropolitan areas. Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so it's, a bu- it's big, okay? That's what they're trying to say. Yeah, God forbid. This high-octane big city... Contains plenty of escape valves in the way of old school cantinas, intriguing museums, inspired dining and boating excursions along ancient canals. With so much going on, you might consider scrapping those beach plans. ExplorePartsUnknown.com writes, much like the rest of the country, it is a city of contrast with immense gaps between the haves and the have-nots. Mexico City will grab your heart, sometimes lifting it higher than the surrounding snow-capped peaks, other times pulling it right out of your chest, still beating with the anguish felt by the sacrificial victims of the ruthless Mexica rulers. Be prepared to be exhilarated and disgusted, delighted and saddened, amused and scared, possibly all within the span of a few blocks. Condonast Traveler writes, the sprawling, complex, always changing Megalopolis! <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh my God! Well, some, there's some crossover with, so there's some writer in Lonely Planet that's all, also working for Condonast. Yeah, there is, because they also say it's a study of contrasts, hmm. which is exactly what ExplorePartsUnknown.com wrote. Well, well, so someone, there must be just one travel blogger that does all the blogs. (laughs) (laughs) It's overworked. From its epic street food to its chef-driven, pilgrimage-worthy restaurants, Mexico City is arguably the most exciting food city in the world. And its sophisticated hotels, grand public parks and boulevards, and chic shopping streets rival those of Europe. There's no way you can see, taste, and do all you'll want to do in one visit. But don't worry, it's a place that gets deep under your skin you'll be back okay so this week i am starting with my placation first and what did you get on that wheel of adventure yes so my budget is luxury that's 650 to two thousand dollars a night which i will say mexico city you do not need to be on a luxury budget to even get like the nicest hotel room my travel personality i got a thrill seeker Mm-hmm. So I love the thrill. And um, my surprise is that I'm traveling with my mother-in-law. Should we just remind people what yours was too so they know? 
Mine is that I'm on a roughing it budget, which is spending zero to $50 a night on lodging. My travel personality is a foodie. And my travel surprise is that I too am traveling with my mother-in-law. Okay, so now it's time to play Cation. Let's let's hear Amanda what's going on in your playcation. My playcation this week. Uh, last week I mentioned that I thought traveling with my mother-in-law was actually a gift, not a burden. And because my mom, Jan, and my grandma, my paternal grandma, so not my mom's mom, my father's mom, used to travel together all the time when I was very young. So my mom and Grandma Betty Ann would leave for weeks at a time. And I was, you know, maybe like, you know, four, five, six years old at this time, probably when you, you know, need mother most. And they were <laughs> off having adventures of a lifetime, like climbing the pyramids, like going on a safari in Kenya. This and is real Jan, Janet this Lund? Is Janet Lund and Betty wow. Ann. Wow. And so in my mom and my and her mother-in-law just got along swimmingly. So I decided to use that as inspiration for my thrill-seeking holiday to Mexico City, and the title of my placation is Jan and Betty Ann's Mexico City Adventure. Well, this is okay. This this is fun. <laughs> yeah, so I, I planned I planned this trip with them in mind, and other than that, I'll just say there's no real story here. It's just an authentic, <laughs> sincere ode to my mother and my grandma. And if that's not good enough for you guys, well, maybe check in, <laughs> check in with yourself. <laughs> I think I, I think that you're allotted a week where you don't have to, you know we had Sandal last week and Sandal came into our hearts she tore she took she basically like took out our hearts with a knife and like you know waved it around yeah, and then put yeah, them back in our bodies it was a, it was a lot for everyone so this week we're all getting a break <laughs> okay. okay so looking for hotels on my luxury budget you don't need a lot of Mexico City. So actually, this was a little bit of a burden. And the thing was, I didn't want to get a really fancy rental with eight bedrooms. Yeah. You know, because as I remember, our friend Jeremy Connor, who directed Ghost Girls, he took a Mexico City trip. This is years ago. And he told us about it. He and some friends got this beautiful uh, apartment rental with a private chef. Okay, I don't recall him ever saying this. Did he? Was I not there? Or was I there not listening? Are you maybe there not listening? (laughs) <laughs> although private chef would have made your ears perk up i know anything yeah so i wasn't there I, I i couldn't have been but anyway i just know for jan and betty ann they want to stay at a hotel first of all because like they want to feel you know safe and secure and mexico city seems pretty safe but i just think like i wanted the hotel experience for them so but i didn't want to stay at one of the mega hotels because they do have a four seasons there and um mm. there's another really big mega nice hotel but i was like ah that's not the experience i want i was honestly looking for more of a hacienda vibe which turns out is not the mexico city vibe it's much more european and slick right But I found something that I think is a good compromise. So it's called Hotel Nima, a local house hotel. So this is tucked in to a neighborhood. This looks cute as hell. It's super, super cute. So let me just quickly put this, the website in English. It's 
beautiful sort of French-Mexican architecture fusion, lots of lovely ornate cast iron and stone. It's tucked into a residential neighborhood on a tree-lined street. Um, Oh, this looks so cute. What neighborhood is it in? um, It is in the Roma neighborhood. The uh, Colonia Roma. Yeah, is that where you're staying? You don't have to tell me. But it's it's a very um, kind of high-end cultural neighborhood, lots of cafes and bookshops and uh, and this hotel is boutique it only has four bedrooms Ooh, and so let me show you some of these bedrooms because they're really nice and of course this is ranging about five hundred dollars a night so i'm using your pei loophole and booking a separate rooms and that's fair and it is wild and i am it is we're so used to like staying like going to Hawaii or going to Europe or going to even in like cities in United States where a luxury hotel is like $700 a night and you go to these at least and you go to these other places where you're like this is wild you've got the most beautiful hotels for like 300 400 500 a night and it's just you realize that that there's so much to do in the world that you don't have to spend so much money doing that's still luxury say it girl i'll say it i'll say it till (laughs) i until they shoot me down (laughs) and i think it's honestly good traveling with the mother-in-law even if you love each other you still need your own private space right like perhaps there's a phone call at night where you call your husband and do a little venting just to stay sane or get a little hank you know get a little r-rated Oh, I like where your mind is going. (laughs) Okay, so I'm looking at the rooms here. Amanda's showing me. They're hardwood floors. There's uh, beautiful uh, king-sized beds with... What I want to say is like faux fur throws, but it's probably real like lamb's wool. No, no, no. Those are... I would say those are faux. And then it's clothed or what do you call it? What do you call those headboards where it's like material? The- oh, oh, you're thinking of these. Um, there's like these big, oh God, a macrame hanging sort of serape looking. Oh, you're but talking, I'm talking about, about a cushioned the headboard. Bed. Yeah, a like a big headboard. luxurious cushioned headboard. So it's very light. It's very mm-hmm. airy. There's a, a beautiful balcony that overlooks beautiful. the... Um, the courtyard yeah they're just lovely rooms so these rooms are going to set you back depending on when you travel between like 400 and 600 I think a night great so basically in my budget and I just another couple of things to know about this hotel every Thursday they have music nights out on their terrace Ooh, I love that uh, from six to eight, you are going to arrive to find your table ready with a welcome drink. You can order food off of their dinner menu and simply enjoy the music, okay? And in the background, the sound of the water from the iconic fountain of the house mixed with the best classic saxophone covers. Okay. <laughs> so the best after- classic saxophone <laughs> covers, the best. So after a day of thrill-seeking, I just love the idea of Betty Ann and Jan relaxing to some classic saxophone covers with, you know, maybe a tequila. And I can just imagine them in, like, those big chairs, like those hooded chairs, you know, like those just, like, lounging and they probably have their shorts on from traveling all day. Oh, of course. Their their shoes are filthy. (laughs) Yeah, their sandals. They're, like, uh, you know, their strappy sandals, their shorts, and their polo tanks. I have got to find, have my mom send me some pictures of her and my grandma from their travels because it is, it's the cutest thing. That's um, so nice. Yeah. Okay. So my activity one, and this is where I'm really hitting the thrill seeker 
aspect of my trip. So I, this is me personally, and I know that my mom and Betty Ann would be interested in this too. I'm very interested in the um, pre-Hispanic history of Mexico City, the Aztec history specifically. Now on right. an, our other Erios show, our sister show, The Alarmist, where we talk about history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. It's hosted by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. We did a whole episode on the fall of the Aztec empire, and it is just fascinating and the wow. Aztec Empire was for like is now known as Mexico City and to be clear the Aztecs came and took over Mexico the the original Mexicans that lived in Mexico and then the Aztecs were taken over by the Span Spanish correct that's right and wow. so yeah and so there's a really rich history um, in Mexico City. And of course, one of the greatest ways to experience this is to go see the ancient Aztec pyramid, Teotihuacan. Okay. Okay. So now most people, it's it's a tourist attraction. A lot of people go, you see people climbing the stairs, like hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of people climbing these steep uh, stairs up to the top of the pyramid. So I'm going to avoid all that by taking a balloon tour. Oh, my God. Now, this is from the website MexicoFlightAdventures.com. It's a sunrise balloon tour. Oh, hot, that's so I should pretty. say a hot air balloon tour. Duration, one minute. Well, that has to be an error. <laughs> no, I think it says $150 duration, one minute approximately. <laughs> Well, God, you're up and down in no time. So here's Teotihuacan, and I'm probably saying that wrong, so apologies. You can see there are these massive, incredible pyramid structures. Wow. Um, and then, okay, so I'm because I'm on a luxury budget, I'm popping for some of the perks. You, there's add-ons to this hot air balloon okay. tour. And one of the add-ons is to have a mariachi band play you off into the air. Okay. And I and see this here. There's a balloon on the ground, and there's a couple people in the basket, and then there's four mariachi members seeing them off. Okay, so I'm definitely popping for the mariachi because that's also, to me, is like if you're going to go to Mexico City, you got to see some mariachi. And yeah. Uh, and so, of course, this will be a private balloon tour with just Jan and Betty Ann. And I mean, it's just incredible to see the sunrise over these ancient pyramids floating high above everyone else. And it just yeah. looks totally gorgeous. There's also a champagne toast that you do as you're, you know, floating in the air. And it just seems like That's it would nice. be doing a balloon tour of the pyramids is sort of the best way for my money to see them, especially when, you know, Jan and Betty Ann, they're very agile. Like they did hike up the stairs of the Egypt pyramids. But um, I think this might be a little bit nicer for them while still hitting that adventurous note. Uh, can I just say this, that part of me thinks that they invited that saxophone player with them. <laughs> yeah, he can play along with the mariachi. Yeah, well, I think he brings it. And then once they're up and they're doing their champagne toast, he probably takes it out and starts playing one of his classics. I, I wonder what they mean by classics. A classic sax solo. Well, um, said they said a cover. So it's the songs we're probably familiar with. I guess some... Um, yeah, probably playing some like Phil Collins or maybe Kenny a little. G. Yeah, I am. Believe me, I think that he can do just about or she can do just about anything <laughs> with that sax. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> making sure to be inclusive on that. 
Um, okay, so now I've kind of paired my adventure activities with a dining experience. It's also in my mind adventurous. We are dining here, and this is looks incredible. This is in the same area because the pyramids are like an hour drive from Mexico City. This is a restaurant called La Gruta, and Ooh. it is a restaurant in, inside of an ancient cave. Shut up. So where, so this is still, this is in Teotihuacan. So this is by the pyramids. This is by the pyramids. This is by the pyramids. So according to their website, La Gruta restaurant is one of the most traditional and impressive places of the area. Here you will get the chance to taste delicious dishes that mix local cuisine ingredients from pre-Hispanic culinary heritage and enjoy Mm. traditional Mexican folk dance shows. Throughout the years, we've had the pleasure to welcome high public figures from different fields like Frida Kahlo, Diego Rivera, George Louis Borges, Queen Elizabeth II, among other influential people. And this is, it, it's insane wow. because it's in this huge, beautiful, uplit cave, but the seating arrangements, it's white tablecloth with all these different sort of colored hacienda type chairs, um, you know, the traditional clay pots. And I'm just looking through some of this menu here. As a starter, you could do a trio of quesadillas. You've got fried corn cakes. They have barbecue, like Mexican barbecue, which seems to be sort of maybe a pre-Hispanic tradition. Wow. It it just looks really, really good. I'll tell you something. In looking, in researching Mexico City, I got almost angry at how good the food looked. uh, It looks so good. It looks so good. (laughs) And I'm also seeing here there's you can order just maybe a large bowl of what seems to be worms. And I'll tell you what, after researching, it's like nothing looks better to me now than like a bowl of crispy grasshoppers. They're, oh, my God. Yes. Just a couple sprinkles on your taco. I would love to just eat a handful of like crispy bugs. I I'm down. I would try it. I mean, it's not maybe not something I would be really looking forward to, but I'm a thrill seeker. So, hey, on this trip, Jan and Betty Ann, they're going to probably eat some bugs. Now, are you are you in the role of Jan or Betty Ann in this just as you're planning it? You know, I'm sort of I'm watching. I'm flying above. I'm the sax player. I'm the female sax (laughs) player. Got it. Okay, so of course I come with them to the restaurant. And I just have to say a quick note about this. Um, Betty Ann is late to everything. Okay, so okay. she almost misses the balloon flight. She misses the car pickup, but they, they're finally able to make it because they hold it for them because it's only two well, of them. It's a private tour. Sure, sure. And it's only um, a minute tour. So if you're late, you're, you're done. Yeah, and so that's true. And so my mom, in retelling these stories about her travels with grandma, says Betty Ann is always late to everything because she like can't find her glasses and she'll keep busted loads of people waiting. She does not care. Oh, wow. Also, the thing to know about Betty Ann is she needs her tab and she needs her Virginia Slims. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so she's not going to be happy. And I just want to say as a note... At this re- cave restaurant, she pulls out a virgin. Well, she tries to smoke on the hot air balloon, and they yell at her. Okay, and she right, gets, but she goes, "There's a big angry. flame right here. There's a big flame lifting us up. What's wrong with a little one on my she, Virginia slim?" She tries to ash her long cigarette over the pyramids, and they they <laughs> oh say, God. "No, you can't do that." She tries to smoke inside the cave. They say, "No, you can't do that," and she goes, "Oh, bloody bones," which is what my grandma used to say. Ah. Okay, so activity number two, and this is on my must-do list if I go to Mexico City. Uh, the ladies are seeing a little bit of Lucha Libre. 
Hell yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. And to me, this is like, I'm a little bit adapting the thrill-seeking vibe because to me, when I think of thrill-seeking, I know it's like mountain biking and like spelunking down a cave, but Mexico City, it's not really thrill-seeking territory. So I'm adapting it. I think it's whatever gets your heart racing. Okay. Then Lucha Libre gets my heart racing. I think it's perfect. Yeah, it would. Okay, so if you don't know, Lucha Libre is the iconic Mexican wrestling, and it's a way of life for many people in Mexico City and a sport with the second highest spectator rate after football in Mexico. It's also an increasingly popular tourist attraction with thousands of annual visitors, considering it a key part of Mexico culture. And it's a spectacle like no other. It surpasses the ridiculousness of U.S.'s WWE. And, you know, there's... Wow. Wow, those are strong words. I know it really is. So here you can see really the best place to see uh, Mexican wrestling in Mexico City. There's three key places, but where I'm going is the Arena Mexico is sort of the main place to go see Lucha Libre. Right. And it's this huge, this really huge facility where they can fit like thousands of people in. But I'm sending the ladies off to do that. And of course, I'm attending um, as guardian. With my and sex. do you think that Betty Ann gets maybe called up? on stage at some oh, of point. course of course oh yeah she's getting a private lesson <laughs> yeah. and the like, whole crowd you the whole crowd cheers and like the, the you know the ref raises her hands and she's you know and then afterwards people are like we saw you up there you're so good i think one of the wrestlers picks her up and spins her around his head <laughs> yeah that's fun okay and so after betty ann and jan they go to get churros yeah Cause you got, you got to, it. you got, and it. apparently I'm sure this place crossed your path as well, but the best mm-hmm. churro place in Mexico city is called El Moro and it looks incredible. So they make these huge churro spirals. And this is, of course, it's the old town location, which is the original one. It's very charming. Yeah. And they do. And, and I, they're open 24 hours. Incredible. At least the one, the one, that I'm not saying if I go, but I'm just saying there is one that is open 24 hours and it looks incredible. Oh my God. And so you go and you get these, what I'm sure are like just the crispiest but gooey on the inside churros and you get a hot chocolate. So you either get a Mexican hot chocolate, uh, which I believe has cinnamon in it, or maybe that's just plain Mexican chocolate. There's French with vanilla there's the special, which has a touch of cinnamon, so maybe that's what I'm thinking. Swiss chocolate and whipped cream and mocha. And I'm getting the special. No, I'm getting, yeah, the one with cinnamon. Wow, I would get the French with a little vanilla in it. I think that might mm. be really nice. That sounds really good. And but so I'm not I, on this trip, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, but if if you do go on your trip, which I'm, I'm assuming you do, because you got to eat churros when you're in Mexico City. Okay, so... My next activity, and this is my last one, and I'm so excited about this. Jan and Betty Ann are going to the floating gardens of watch. Okay, how do I say this? Let me Google how to say this word. Maybe it's like Xochimilco. I looked it up earlier, and then it escaped me. Here we go. Let's see. Xochimilco, but it's spelled with X-O-C-H-I-M-I-L-C-O. Xochimilco. Um, The floating gardens of Xochimilco. Okay, so did these cross your path? They did, yes, they did. They did. Okay. They so were talked is- about on Somebody Feed Phil, 
that uh, Netflix documentary. He goes to Mexico City and he goes on one of these. It looks absolutely lovely. So fun. So drive 40 minutes south of the city and you'll witness the closest approximation to the Valley of Mexico um, before the arrival of the Spanish. This World Heritage Site of uh, Xochimilco. <laughs> <laughs> The extensive lake and canal system that once connected most of the settlements in the valley in the valley is an incredible vestige of the area's pre-Hispanic past. Start at the Embarcadero Bellum dock to board a colorful colorful gondola-like boat called a Trajinera and explore the waterways and artificial islands or chinampas. So basically, chinam- chinampas. So basically. You go out to this little part of town where there's this whole canal system. You rent one of these boats that comes with a driver. And then these boats float down this beautiful river. And people pass you like food vendors on their boats where they're grilling elote and selling tacos. And uh, people selling, you got to get a michelada. So that's the first thing the ladies do is get a michelada, which is a Mexican drink. It's beer and like tomato juice, sort of like Bloody Mary mixture mixed with beer. Um and you just do this beautiful river cruise. And along the way, yeah, you stop and the people are selling souvenirs and people are having parties. Apparently, locals will go and rent one of these trajineras uh, for birthdays and, and special celebrations. And there's it's just like a, it's a water carnival, essentially. That's wonderful. It's so bright. Like just looking at the pictures, it's just so bright and colorful. And I found for anyone who's interested in really doing one of these, an Airbnb experience that sounds super fun. So this is um, an experience hosted by Isa and Mao, M-A-U. And it's the winner of the Best New Mexico City Experience 2019 on Airbnb. And essentially, it's just sort of like they've got a boat. They take you along. They cook for you and feed you tequila and mezcal. And uh, they're locals. They live out there. And they just kind of take you on this boat tour. And it looks really fun. So I'm just going to show you some pictures here of how much fun. There's a mariachi that floats by. And I mean, these micheladas just look huge. They're in these like big red cups. People are dancing on the boats and drinking tequila out of what looks to be an empty, like a hollowed out melon. (laughs) It looks wonderful. Yeah, it sure does. So this is something that I would definitely do if I go to Mexico City. Yeah. Now, again, Betty Ann, I think they'll let her smoke on the boat. So she's she's been (laughs) okay. Thank God. My God. I love how her character arc is just finding trying to find a place to smoke and not get in trouble. (laughs) okay so this is my last pick and this is a bar that i definitely want to try because i think if you're in mexico city you're gonna want to try the pulque oh i've heard this okay yes yes. so this is by where the boats are it's a local pulqueria it's called el templo de diana ciudad de mexico and this is uh, just this sort of divey pulqueria. And now quickly, I'm going to tell you what pulque is. Pulque is a pre-Hispanic beverage with a consistency reminiscent of kombucha, if kombucha were made from okra. So okay. just wrap your head around that. I, I, I'm trying. It's about <laughs> as alcoholic as beer, but it's made with the lightly fermented sap of the agave. The flavor, once you acquire a taste for it, is addictively zingy. Natural or plain, Ooh. pulque is an opaque, milky color, but si- 
fizzy and bright on the tongue. Sweet but not cloying, lightly viscous, not slimy, and just ever so yeasty, like the whiff of a freshly risen bread dough hitting the oven. Um, Most places kind of do plain or fruit versions. And uh, it lives up to its reputation as the drink of the gods. There's only three photos on Yelp. Wow. So this is a local, this is a locals only joint. It's a locals only joint. And some there's, yeah, apparently peanut shells on the ground or sawdust on the ground. And some of the flavors that you can get are uh, mango, limon, piña, cocoa. I bet the uh, piña or cocoa is really good. Oh, yeah. And so this place is just like a total... Like, it's just awesome. It's super local spot. It's very, like, seems sort of like iconic Mexico City hole in the wall. They say, go up to the counter and ask for the menu. Surprise, the only thing on the menu is pulque. I personally recommend the salary, apio, pulque. They're so large, you're in for a treat. Sit and drink two or take your pulques to go. (laughs) Um, In one picture, there seems to be an effigy of a man sort of hanging from the (laughs) ceiling, a a blow-up... Silverman, yeah, silver, silver man. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if this is some sort of threat or perhaps it's a pinata. I'm not sure, but he seems to be yeah. holding a gourd. <laughs> but he's strung up, sort of hanging above the restaurant, like the pulque guardian. Maybe he's the god looking over. Maybe the... he's the saxophone player. Maybe that's you. <laughs> I love it. So essentially, that's my placation. I kept it simple this week, but I'm really, you know, a strong believer in everything. I stand by my choices. And I stand by them, too. I think that's a lovely, thrill-seeking, luxury vacation. I think it it hit all, it ticked all those boxes. And that cave dinner is something else. I'd, I'd for sure, you know, it reminds me of my cave massage in Bermuda. Yes. But instead of getting a massage, I'm, I'm eating. Anything you can really do sort of in a cave is feels it. like a luxurious experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's a wonderful and and would you go to Mexico City? Would you I I'm is already this top there. of your list? I'm already there. I yeah, I think it would be a great a great trip. All right, well, let's take a quick break and when we come back, we will go on my playcation. Amanda? Oh. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> I thought you said I got a break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, everyone, as a reminder, I am on a roughing it budget, which means zero to $50 a night for lodging. I am on a foodie. I am a, my, 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 my travel personality is foodie and I am on a vacation with my mother-in-law. 
I'm so excited. I think foodie is really a gift when you're going to Mexico City. It really is. It really is. But as I said during yours, the amount of good food really does just send you into like this. I need, I need, I need all this. I need it and I need it now. Well, and also, you know, as two Southern California girls, uh, we grew up eating Mexican food. It's probably one of my favorite cuisines. Yeah. Perhaps the cuisine I eat the most. And so the idea that I could go and get like the most amazing Mexican food to the source yeah I like it okay so in my story I am playing a woman named Gloria and she's 35 years old and I am I am a food critic for Bone Appetit magazine wow that's right and I'm in Toronto doing a review on one of their top restaurants and the, what I've worked out with my husband, Hank, is that so his sister is getting married in Puerto Vallarta. Uh-huh. And so he's like, hey, why don't you because my mom, his mom lives in Toronto. Why don't you guys fly down together to Puerto Vallarta? Ooh, I smell a plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> so I say, great. Now, I get along with my mother-in-law and let's say I'm going to cast my mother-in-law and her name is Sylvia. I'm casting her as Helen Mirren. Oh, okay. I mean, lucky. I know, but I'm. But she's not playing proper Helen Mirren. She's a little earthier. Okay, she's a little salt of the earthier. Okay, this is a role for her that would maybe kind of put her in a Golden Globe category because okay. she's playing a little against type. But she's got she's got that presence. She's got that like self stature. Now, before we leave on our flight to Puerto Vallarta, Sylvia gets some shocking sh- shocking news. Uh-oh, her husband's been arrested for a Ponzi scheme. No. <laughs> now this, let me rephrase this. Now a couple weeks before we leave, she got some, Sylvia got some crazy news. Sylvia used to live on Prince Edward Island. Uh-oh. And before she moved to Toronto. And in around 2003, something really horrible happened to her husband, who was a lighthouse keeper. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Donald O'Brien and he went missing and they never found him until and, and she could never find closure like she could never because she was like he's out there he's out there now about three weeks ago they found his body and they deemed it uh they 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 I can't remember what they deemed it, was it but accident. I think it, it, it was an, an old old drunk top a classic story of an old drunk toppling over a lighthouse balcony okay so anyway after he went missing she moved to Toronto she's now 70 and basically with this news that her husband, Donald O'Brien, was found, she now has permission to kind of move on with her life or find a new, you know, to, to kind of find herself now because she was holding on to something for so long. Well, to be honest, she's relieved because that guy was a dick. Well, I, she, I, at the end of the day, she just hopes whoever did it feels it was worth it because she doesn't quite believe that that it was an accident. But that's neither here nor there. That's not part of the story. And um, so we meet at the airport in Toronto and we, we don't really have much to talk about because I'm a Bon Appetit, right? Like I eat at the fanciest places, the most luxurious places. And she was a shop, She was a lighthouse keeper's wife. And they, you know, she's very, they had like their own farm and whatever. She's not into that stuff at all. And so I come to her and I'm like, hey, I upgraded your ticket to first class with me. And she's like, why do I need that? Like, why would, why on earth would I need that? And I'm like, oh, okay, Sylvia, I'm sorry. Like, we just really don't see eye to eye on mm. a lot of stuff. Here, you know, I say, here's Sylvia with her old tricks. So we land in Mexico City because we have a layover. 
And we learn that our connecting flight has been canceled because of a tropical storm. Uh-huh. And they say, they say, look, this is going to, you know, the storm is going to pass for another 48 hours. So, you know, you're going to have to just do what you will in that in that time. And um, and we say, OK, what what you know, the wedding's in three days. So we've got time. This isn't life or death here. But, you know, what we're going to have to do is stay in Mexico City. And so I'm like, OK, Sylvia, I'll get this really nice hotel. And what? And Sylvia goes, no, 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 no. She says, I'm not doing this. I'm I, I want to do what I used to do with Donald. And that is I want to go somewhere. I want to see places. I want to do things that like that are actually like that people there do. And I'm like, well, but don't you want to like stay? She's like, no. She goes, I'm going to find a place. And I say, OK, well, let's kind of meet in the middle. Can we stay? I've heard this this uh, town Roma is really good. This community Roma. Can you find a place there? And she's like, yes. By the way, you probably had no problem finding a $50 or less accommodation. Not at all. OK, so this is a beautiful loft in the trendy Roma Condessa area. Beautiful. It's in the Sur Roma area, which is the southern part of the, the Roma district. It's this beautiful hardwood floor, modern bright lights big windows lots of greenery it's like a a really gorgeous loft with a balcony it's one bedroom one bath but there is a a fold-out couch okay so who's taking the fold-out I'll take the fold-out because because I know that she's been through a lot within the last couple weeks and I don't mind like I'm you know that's not a big deal to me I can kind of sleep anywhere and this is gonna set me back 41 dollars a night it's it's truly incredible. You could really travel on a dime in Mexico City. And this place looks looks so nice. I mean, this would be probably like almost $200 a night if it were in LA. More. I would more, I would think. Uh, and this is a super host. So this is like a really nice place. They got high speed internet. They've got a they've got a washing and drying machine. They've got a whole k- kitchen. And this Roma area is really really beautiful and I decided to kind of keep my trip within this area. And I'll just read a little bit about it. Roma has enjoyed a recent renaissance. Locals love Roma's combination of Art Deco mansions, colorful street art, and of course, the neighborhood's hipster vibe. Most of Mexico City is safe, and Roma is considered one of the safest neighborhoods in town. And this kind of includes the neighboring Condesa area. And this has kind of become like a hipster area. Now, Roma has become a bit gentrified. And in the southern area where we're going to be staying, it's a little there are um, more Latin American immigrants here. But they've got tons of and they've got tons of restaurants and shops catering to them. And this is actually in the southern area portion of is where the Roma, the the Alfonso Cuaron movie took place, because that's where um the house was was on cool. Tepehi Street. So basically, we were at this place, and and Sylvia says, "Look, I know you're going to want to eat at the nicest places here, but I'm picking the restaurants. I used to travel all the time with Donald, and we used to seek out the lo- locals only places. So I'm hungry. It's nighttime now. So she's like, "What we're going to go f- get for dinner? We're going to go to the Taqueria Los Cocuyas. Taqueria Los Cocuyas." I love how she goes, it's nighttime now. I'm hungry. <laughs> Sylvia's, Sylvia's, she's her own woman. That's for damn sure. Okay, so is this like a little taco hole in the wall or what? Ugh, look yeah. At these, look at these damn street tacos. They look, I want this for lunch today. I know. So this is, this is more in the Centro region. And I'll be staying within the Roma in the Centro region, which is very near to each other. It's about 20 minutes um, and 
This is a just a, a taco place where they make street tacos and and I gotta say what I'm seeing here. This is a, a huge pot, the biggest pot I've ever seen of stewed meats, and it looks to me like this is they are stewing. Uh, chorizo they're stewing cactus. cactus and all sorts of pulled pork and meat all together in one pot and then they fish out the protein for each taco so this has to have an amazing flavor these tacos it looks incredible and then there's some tongue some tongue it. in there yeah oh look at and this huge pot of meat that better go on your collage that's insane oh yeah it'll get, it'll, it'll get in there real quick so yeah, so so I have a bite and I'm like, and she's like, you know, just as good as one of your fancy restaurants. And I kind of look at her and I go, yeah, you know, it's not it's not bad, Sylvia. And she goes, so what if to- what I told you what you were eating was tongue? Well, I'd say I'm a food writer, so I've eaten tongue before, so it's not a big. <laughs> but you're like a snobby a snobby food writer. You only go to yeah. the places with Michelin stars. <laughs> So the next day we wake up, we're kind of groggy and we wake up a little later and she says, we, uh, we're going to go to the Tapita market. Now, okay. I don't know if you know about the Tapita market, but this is actually considered or used to be considered one of the most danger- dangerous kind of outdoor markets in this in Mexico. And over the last couple of years, it's been revived as like the food and just the community where it's like you don't have to be afraid of it anymore. Go because they've got this thing called Migas La Guerra. OK, and let me try to think what that is. So Migas are because I know I've seen Migas on a restaurant uh, menu before. OK, what is it? Okay, so it's this stew. Just to, to let you know, this market is like basically they've got like bootleg DVDs and like you can buy anything there. It's like one of those places where you're like walking around, people are selling everything. But then they've got this thing called Migas Migas La Guerra, and it's a legend in Tepito making the best Migas in the only neighborhood in Mexico City where you can get this working class comfort stew. Whole pork legs are cracked and stewed for hours until they bleed a marrow-rich broth, which is then thickened by migas, a discarded bread tops from tor- uh, torteras Ooh. or torta makers. Mm. And so basically it's just this really rich, and I'm showing you here, it's this like just thick meaty stew that's supposed to be the most flavorful thing that you've ever tried. And I watched a couple, Anthony Bourdain went there, uh, somebody feed... Uh, Phil went there and both of them tried it and were like oh my god this is the most delicious thing I've ever tried and it's literally in the middle of this market now I look at this and I go that's a hangover cure right right and (laughs) they do I think they do it looks so uh, oh my god it looks so and it seems to be is it a breakfast stew because I'm seeing here the picture you're showing me it's this big hearty bowl of just gelatinous stew served next to a cup of black Mexican coffee which it sounds, could be. I'd eat this for breakfast after a night of uh, mezcal tasting. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we have that. And now I'm like, wow, Sylvia, you've really kind of hit these out of the park. And I'm, and you know, what I'd like to do is, I, is it okay if I pick the next place? Because we, what we've kind of decided now on, we haven't spoken about it, is that we're kind of doing a food tour through Mexico City. And so I'm like, well, let me do something. And what I think we should do is let loose a little. And there's nothing more that says Mexico like going to a bar to try some mezcal. Oh, love it. A mez- 
Caleria. So we go to La Clandestina. Now, Mezcal is interesting. So so tequila can only be called tequila if it's made within a certain region of Mexico. Mezcal is a more artisan kind of tequila where it doesn't have to come from that and it's more people cre- create it, I think. So mm-hmm. Mezcal is tequila or what is it? Mezcal is tequila, but tequila isn't Mezcal. Well, Mezcal isn't tequila. Tequila has to be made in tequila, Mexico. Right. <laughs> but it's made... I I think it's like, but mezcal is smo- smoky, so it's aged. What is the difference between tequila and mezcal, food and wine, we ask? Tequila is a type of mezcal, much of like how scotch and bourbon are types of whiskey. Right. But mezcal, mezcal is defined mezcal... as is any agave-based liquor. This includes tequila, which is made in specific regions of Mexico and must be made from only blue agave. So, so mezcal is made with different, a different kind of agave. Mezcal can be made from more than 30 div- varieties of agave. Now, I'm curious, is mezcal always smoky or no? It sounds like mezcal doesn't even have to be smoky, but that's how I know it. Right. I'm not Are, sure. I do th- you drink I, mezcal, Maria? I have. Like, I've ordered, like, a mezcal cocktail Mark. at, like, Little Dom's and stuff. Oh, yeah. In, in L.A. Like They've it. always got... Yeah, I do too. So we go to La Clandestina and it's this really cute little mezcal bar in Mexico City. And here, do you see it, Amanda? It's charming. So they have these big, it's like lit red with these big shelves, bottles of beautiful mezcal uh, all from all over Mexico lining the shelves and also these huge big vats of mezcal um, in these clear vats and they have tubes snaking out of them. So it's almost like this kind of scary looking uh, monster monster with all these mezcal tubes. But it, it looks very cool. And then, of course, you're showing me some agave farms here. Well, yeah, it seems in the back they made huge agave back there. I'm not sure. So we spend an hour or two just at this bar enjoying enjoy, enjoying our mezcal. And is that when your mother-in-law sort of opens up to you about the suspicious circumstances surrounding her husband's death? Not quite yet. So she's still <laughs> she is being a little she is being a little less guarded, but it's still kind of we're not quite getting there yet. <laughs> so uh, just a little more about um uh, clandestina for a night of mezcal curated and served by la clandestina's highly knowledgeable staff don't be intimidated it's great for first timers as well as mezcal experts and uh you should order the mezcal straight up they come served oh and this is interesting which i which is what i learned they they don't come with lime they come with slices of oranges dusted Beautiful. with chili and a bowl well, of addictively salty roasted pumpkin seeds how good does that sound and that makes sense because like mezcal to me is a little bit more similar to like a scotch or a whiskey or a bourbon, which you might have with an orange, not necessarily right. a lime. Yeah. And they, someone did talk about how they have this avocado cocktail there that looked absolutely incredible. So just keep that on the back burner. Okay. So now, now Sylvia's a little sauced. All right. And she's and not a big drinker, right? So she's got she's not like a, big a low tolerance. And she goes, she goes, she stands up at La Clandestine and she goes, where do I go to dance? Where do I go to dance? Okay. And I go, Sylvia, Sylvia. And she goes, no, somebody tell me where. 
And uh, one of the bartenders goes, well, there's only one place to go dance the salsa, and that's at Mama Rumba. And that's in the Ooh, Roma district. How fun. And so dance halls are a big thing. I was just researching that this morning in Mexico City. It sounds so, they seem so fun. They do. And there's this other one called like Saloon de Los Angeles. Yeah, um, I saw that one. That looks awesome. And let me just tell you this, because we are on a roughing it budget. Ladies get in free Wednesday and Thursday nights. Woo! (laughs) Ladies nights. So this is Mama uh, Rumba, and it is a neon lit sign on a on a Roma street, and inside they have live salsa salsa music, dancing. It's this cute bar with tiled floor, and it just looks like a rip roaring good time. And so, are you two dancing with each other, or are you sort of meeting um, strange men and letting them twirl you I around? Think, well, what I think is happening is I'm sitting down on my phone. I'm kind of texting my husband, going like, "Hey, he's like, where are you guys? Is everything okay?" Because he knows that we're like kind of not, we don't get along that well. And I'm like, you know, we're actually having a pretty okay. And he's like, "Where are you guys?" And I'm like, "We're salsa dancing." And then he goes salsa dancing, and then you see Sylvia on the dance floor with this this fox just spinning her around and twirling, and she. She's laughing like I've never seen. Okay, until she throws up, right? Yeah, and this guy, I'm just going to say, this guy looks like I'm casting him as Diego Luna. And we know how he danced in Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Like, we remember that. Yes. And so she's kind of in that. And yeah, she does. She spins around, spins around until she she runs to the bathroom. And when she comes out of the bathroom, I go, are you okay? Do you want to go home? And she goes, do I want to go home? Let's go get some tacos al pastor yes girl so tacos al pastor is this specialty taco that looks amazing it's basically done on a a spit like you would at a middle eastern restaurant like at a euro where they slice off the meat and they turn it and um this place is called el vilcito and it's open late at night during the day it's an auto repair shop amanda this is the hottest spot to go for uh, Tacos Al Pastor, you know, after an, at least what I've seen. I obviously don't know for sure. But this is like this gets hopping in uh, during the night after people have been out drinking and dancing. And it now, looks is absolutely pork, incredible. Or what is El Pastor? So Al Pastor, normally Al Pastor is made with boneless pork shoulder sliced super, super thin. Hmm. So we go and have these and then and then I go, you know what you're going to like? I know it's very touristy and it's not, but we got to go to El Moro. We we got we have to go get some churros because they're open 24 hours a day and we've just had the night of our lives. And so we go to El Moro, which you went to as well. And that is the churro, the churro place to be where you get your Mexican hot chocolate and you get your churro and you dip it in and you just enjoy it. This sweet, crunchy goodness. And so you're going to the one in your neighborhood, though, which is a different one that I went to. I went to the original one that's a little bit more um, like I don't know how to describe it. It's like a little bit more hole in the wall vibes. And yours, the the ones that they've done more recently are these beautiful sort of white, almost Parisian yeah. looking cafes. So then we go to bed. And in the morning, we've got a little bit of a hangover. But I go, look, you've been picking a lot of the places, Sylvia. And there is this place that we need to try. I just have to try. And it's called Panaderia Rosetta. I knew you would go to a Panaderia. Well, this was off, you know, out of the story. We st- we're stepping out of the story for a second. This this was recommended by Paisley Gray. 
Now, she went to Rosetta, which is the restaurant that's across the street that I couldn't afford on this budget because um, it is a really nice restaurant. But they get all their baked goods and everything from Panaderia Rosetta. And they actually make a bread, which they do on somebody feed filled. They do a bread with what's the alcohol called that you had on your trip on your oh, boat trip? Uh, yeah. Is it pulque? It's pulque. They do a bread made out of pulque. Their donuts, I'm going to show you right now, look absolutely incredible. And everyone who who has one, like on Yelp or whatever, is like, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. All these treats look so good. So they do fresh bread and sandwiches, and then they do these the fluffiest donuts. Let me find a picture of the donut for you. The fluffiest donut of your life, if you can Ooh, see this. It's oh, it like, almost looks like a Dolce de Leche donut where there's like a cream center and yum. It looks incredible. And mm. oh my God, this all looks so good. Oh my God, I'm dying. I would die for this too. It seems like they have savory foods too. Like I'm seeing a quiche and a salad. Yeah, and it's more like a walk-up, walk-around bar. It's it's like a little bakery, and it's connected to that restaurant across the street, and it's, it's oh my God, it's like a must-go-to place. So we go here, and we get our coffee and our breakfast donut and pastry, and then we decide we're going to take a little, we're going to take a little walk, and we're going to go to, we're going to go to the farmer's market. Uh, we're going to go to the Mercado El Cien, mm-hmm. and that is a outdoor farmers market in the Roma district and they've just got vendors set up that are selling all fresh organic produce I see some heirloom corn here yeah and it's just in this park this like palm tree uh line street and it's just a little uh cart after cart of just different goods and it just looks really great and as we're walking through this is when Sylvia opens up and she goes she goes you know this is I haven't danced like that. I haven't been able to be free in the last, you know, 20, almost 20 years. And I never thought it would be with you because I know we're so different. But I really feel that I've I've opened myself to like be more ready to accept life. And I look at her and I go, you know, Sylvia, I would have never done half the things we did or eaten at half the places we did unless you would have pushed me out of my comfort zone. And we kind of laugh and we smile and, you know, I go, are you going to eat the rest of that donut? And then, you know, she shoves it in your face. (laughs) Yeah, she shoves it in my face or she says, yes, I am. And I swat it out of her hand so neither of us can enjoy it. And then and then, um, yeah, we go to the airport and we head back and we head to Puerto Vallarta for the for the wedding. And my husband, Hank, goes, how was it? And I kind of I know these memories are just for us. So I kind of look at him and I go. It was really good. And I don't I don't go any further than that. You don't say your mom threw up at a dance hall? No, he'll <laughs> never know. He'll never know. And then I will tell you that in a couple months, we are going to learn that Sylvia has taken up dancing classes in Toronto. Well, salsa. Thank God for that. And honestly, we can thank Kara for all of this. Well, I think Kara <laughs> should still be, you know, legally, she, the legal system should come in and kind of... She should get what's coming to her. Well, good luck finding her. So, yeah, that the the, the, the placations for Mexico City were really I mean, I, I just walk away from our placations going, how lovely. You know what I think, actually? I think if you because like we were we had our personalities. I think if you fused our two trips, 
it would yeah. and which you really could because yours was so food driven and mine was so activity based you yeah. truly would have the perfect placation and you don't see Amanda's hands right now, but she took my placation <laughs> in one hand and hers in the other, and she clasped them together over her head. Like, I did. I did. <laughs> just to make sure you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> yes, you fused them together. Well, that's the thing is mine was very food driven and I did stay very in a very small area and you went outside the city and you ventured out that way. And honestly, I would love to go outside the city. I'm sure you would have loved to explore more inside the city. I would take this vacation in a heartbeat. Now, and a couple honorable mentions that I have to say yeah. that I didn't get to fit into my trip. There's some incredible museums. Like I'd love to go to the museum mm -hmm. where you learn more about the pre-Hispanic culture. I'd love to go to the Frida, Ca the Frida Kahlo Museum. It's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. Um, there's lots of art to see. There's this amazing restaurant that everyone recommends. I think it's called Nico. And now Nico's is just this little family run restaurant. It's really unassuming looking, but apparently they have just the most amazing food. They, it's one of those things where you get like a table side guacamole, table side salad. Mm. Uh, there's a mezcal cart that wheels around the restaurant. Oh and it just God. looks like this to me is like the perfect, cause I'm not really a big, like, even though I had a luxury budget, like I don't want to go to like the eight course prefix menu. Like that's just not how I curse. It's just not how I like to eat. I want to go to, to Nico's. You know, which is still pricey, but it's more f warm and familiar, which I like. I think there is something fun to doing that and then having one day, which is what we did in Sweden, where you go and you go to like a Michelin starred place where you're where there's like a Mexican chef who's doing things with Mexican cuisine that no one else is doing and is doing it in a way no one else is doing it. And you can couldn't get it anywhere in the world. And that is so expensive. There is something really enjoyable culturally in that way yeah but that's a one night thing that's not that's no way to eat every day when you're in a city like mexico city not for me and i think you you actually had a great focus trip doing all the wonderful street tacos yeah. and stuff which is one of the highlights i think of traveling there yeah. um so yeah i think i'm giving us a big i'm giving us a handshake all right well you guys usually right now we would do the wheel of adventure but amanda is going to be out of town next week I'm going on I'm going on a placation come to life to Maui. I can't believe it. So I'm going to now turn over to two gals you might know if you're Erio's listeners and you listen to web crawlers, but Ali Siegel and Melissa Stetton are going to be in the place of Amanda Lund next week when we travel to Namibia, Africa. All right, everyone. It's Maria. It's it's your boy Maria with you, and I'm now with the web crawlers, Allie and Melissa, who are going to be joining me on next week's playcation. So I've decided that for our playcation, we're all going to travel to Namibia, Africa. Oh, I love it! How exciting! So now, what we're going to do is we're going to spin the wheel of adventure, and I'm going to have you guys plan your trip together. Because if we I didn't, that would be like a three hour episode. True, 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 <laughs> true. true. So the first thing we're going to spin for is budget. Okay, so the, okay. let me tell right. you guys the different the different tiers. Fingers crossed. Okay? There's roughing it, which is camping to fifty dollars for a night. I did do some pre-research and just to let you guys know, if you do get roughing it or if I do, there are some Airbnbs that look really nice that are that are they're like $30 a night. Okay. Then there's economy, which is spending up to $250 a night. 
There's Extreme Comfort, which is $250 to $650 a night. There's Luxury, which is which is $650 to $2,000 a night. And then Whoa. there's the Golden Goose Clooney, Clooney budget, which is anything above $2,000. And you have to spend over $2,000 a night. Whoa. Holy moly, guacamole. Come on, Clooney. It can be a curse. No, it can be. I'm going to tell you this right now. It can be a curse (laughs) that you don't even know. Okay, I'm going to spin for you guys. Can you see? Ooh, yes. Oh, cool. Yes. Okay, here she goes. Come on. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Extreme comfort, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's what? That means $250 to $650 a night. Hell, yeah. Great. I'm going to spin for me, and I'm so I so want luxury. It's I'm like I, I already know you're not so going to get bad. it. You're going to get rough again. Yeah, I already feel it. it. Here we go. No co- economy, guys. <laughs> economy. <laughs> it's not. It's better than roughing it. I feel like someone should get like Clo- I feel like someone should get Clooney in Namibia because there's like safaris you can take. So I'm like a little pissed. Oh, are the safaris really? Ex- Expensive? Are the stories expensive, Melissa? Yeah, is the queen the president? <laughs> <laughs> is the queen president? <laughs> oh boy. Okay, well, I got um, I got economy. I can't wait. Um, so. you go on like a free safari. Yeah, just walk around. Just walk <laughs> and around. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just wear like Get a bright lost. yellow vest. Yeah. <laughs> so no one mistakes you for an animal. Okay, now we're going to do travel personality, okay? So this is kind of what your trip's going to revolve around is who you are as a person. The options are party boy, (laughs) (laughs) travel influencer, romantic, thrill seeker, history buff, or foodie. Okay. Okay. Spinning, spinning, spinning. You guys got foodie. Interesting. Okay. 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 I'm going to spin for myself. History buff. Okay. Okay. And now what we're going to do is our travel surprise. And what the travel surprise is, is that something, this is just something that you're going to have to incorporate into your, into your trip. So there's meet a stranger with a secret. Ooh. You have to see some form of live entertainment. You take a day trip. Uh, you get, you have social anxiety or you, you're getting, you, you got a gift card baby. And if you get a gift card, you can do something that's completely out of your price range. Oh, 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 okay. That's fun. Like a safari. (laughs) You have live entertainment. I like it. I like the sounds of that. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah! Yeah! All right, I'm okay with that. All is well in Maria land. Okay, well, I guess I'll see you guys next week when we travel to Namibia on Playcation. Can't wait, Maria. Thanks for having us, my boy. Can't wait. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Amanda, have a great time on your real, real vacation. Yeah. I, I will. Let's see if it, it can hold a candle to any of these placations. I might go, you know what? It's not worth it. I could have just planned this thing and then stayed home, saved the money. <laughs> and of course, to vote for either of our placations, we post a poll on Twitter. So follow us at the big ones pod to vote for whose Mexico City placation you'd rather take. 
and email us your Mexico City recommendations, thoughts, or feelings to thebigonespodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 626-604-6262. Well, we'll see you next time on Playcation. Powered by ACAS. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.